Trail Show Nation. We had some technical difficulties in the first half of this show, as you will hear. We moved studios and had some growing pains, so please forgive our transgressions and bear with us. Sunny skies are up ahead. Listener Christine A. writes, TTS Crew, since you guys are always enjoying some beer during the trail show, we thought it would be fun to have a beer or two at home while listening. Of course, this progressed, creating a drinking game out of it. Why just listen to the trail show when you can participate? So here are the rules we came up with. And by the way, TTS legal department says, keep in mind, it doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. <laughs> Take a drink when, number one, disco has to bring it back with vacuum tubes. Number two, POD gets bored. Only when Dilo was talking. Number three, Cheryl Strayed is mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Two drinks for a mention of bigger staff. Oh, Ooh. it's been a while since we talked about. Yeah, yeah. he's on the AT right now. Yeah, Mag says bear. Bear. <laughs> Number six, innuendo from POD. Let's keep it family friendly. Oh come on. Number seven, discussion of bodily functions, aka poop talk. We do have Squatch on later tonight. That's true. <laughs> and he just so, had a hernia operation. Yeah, so. And I believe he's on stool softener right now. So be prepared. <laughs> drank a lot of the drinks, people. Better water down those, those beers. Number eight, blatant overuse of sound effects. Not recommended for use on the first three episodes. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. And number nine, D-Lo breaks into song. Oh. <laughs> That hasn't happened in a while. Cheers. Looking forward to the next episode and the September Boulder Brew Hike. Christine and Dave. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton, Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia, P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now, from D'Lo's basement, it's the Trail Show. We are live from the Bobby Walter studio at Casa Mags in East Boulder, Colorado's up-and-coming beer district. You are listening to The Trail Show, and we are heard worldwide on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is Thursday, July 24th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and most importantly, tell your fellow hikers about The Trail Show. This month's Trail Show is sponsored by Justin Quality Knowles. You too can help support The Trail Show by signing up to make an automatic recurring monthly donation. Your donation will help us continue the charade while providing you with the best in beer, trails, and nonsense. Head on over to our website at www.thetrailshow.com and click the donate button. And then be sure to check the box for Make This Recurring Monthly. Thanks for your support and thanks to Justin Quality Knowles. Thank you, Quality. That's right. And at this point, I usually read something about if your business or website yeah, is interested, blah, blah, blah. sales at the trail show, blah, blah, blah. But actually, the best thing you can do to help us keep this show going is to do exactly what we've been getting a lot of lately, which is folks hitting the PayPal button and checking the reoccurring monthly donor. It's you folks that are keeping the show alive. So thank you. 
Uh, I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I would like to receive more beer in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> that would help me keep the show alive. Yeah. More beer in the mail. I mean, we've got we've got a lot of beer in the mail that we're going to try oh, and man. sample tonight. It's going to be hard. It is. It's been really delicious so far. So today we're going to be covering, of course, trail news with Mags. Our trail of the month this month is the PT. A little East Coast love. The Penhoti Trail. We have a poem by Dilo. That's true. Oh, wow. Okay. Does that count? Can you sing it? Uh, no, it doesn't um, really rhyme too well, but, I'm, I, you know, it, it's more its more of just really just an outpouring of how I feel. Okay. <laughs> Scary. Okay. Um, iTunes Top 5, of course, and we got some audio this month from a hiker on the PCT, the same guy, Homework, who sent us the photo of him on top uh, of Whitney. Yes. And it's some pretty cool homework. audio. And... For all you podcasting nerds out there, I'm going to do a brief history of hiking podcasts. We did a lot of outdoor trips, including some that were out of the country. Some would say international. Yes. We've got trail tip of the month. We've got mailbag. we got sponsor shout outs. we got donations. What else? What am I leaving out here? We have the media musings. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be talking about a book that every thru-hiker loves. And just, you know, can't say enough good things about. And it's also going to be a movie. Going to be a movie? Oh, are they looking for actresses? Uh, Quite probably. They might be. And well, don't we have our old standbys? Dear Odell Month, Ask a Hiker. Oh, yeah. And now we've got some gear reviews. Well, we have a gear review that also happens to be beer. Oh, See, yes. that's, that's, you know. It's far uh, out, man. That might. Pushing the limits. Mind bending. That might shut the show down. For no. some of. No? No. Okay. We do have a big announcement that we're going to make yes. later. This is the best announcement dun, ever dun, for the dun, show. Dun, Seriously. Dun, the dun, best dun, announcement dun. ever. And folks, I want you to be thinking NPR. Okay. Are we going to tell the <laughs> listeners that we've been nationally syndicated? Shh. shh not. Shh. We're, hold, no. Keep the cat Should in the I bag, Dilo. Not yet. No, Don't not yet. say Sorry. anything, man. Please. Please. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, it is really time for Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Well, the beer was shipped to us by Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters. Please. And she shipped it to us instead of Dilo because she was worried about getting ridiculed for her packing materials. So <laughs> she shipped it to us. But she specifically wanted me to tell you, Dilo, that yeah. all of the packing materials are recyclable and oh. earth-friendly. Unlike Kevin Best. Right. Unlike disposable diapers. Okay, so she says, she sent us a letter and she said, I've sent in my opinion some of the best beers Ohio has to offer. So I'm going to just kind of go through what she sent us quickly. Please do. Okay. How many different breweries are we talking about? Three breweries. Okay. Uh, From Hop and Frog, which she said is two miles from her house. And she said that it's won a few gold medals at, at Gab. And has been voted best in the world in 2012 on Rate Beer. And for those that don't know, Gap is Great American Brew Festival. So she sent us the Turbo Shandy, which we already drank before. (laughs) Thank you. That was just Bogart and Peyote's beer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, We drank the Turbo Shandy before we even got started. It was incredible. It is a... And it had lemon pulp in it. Oh, Oh, my God. It was... I wanted, to take a, I wanted to take a bath in it, actually. Nine. And then she also sent us a bomber of self-porter, which we haven't gotten into yet. Or maybe it wasn't a bomber, I don't remember. It was a bomber. Okay, then she also sent us beers from uh, Thirsty Dog, which is also in Akron. 
She sent us the Hoppus Maximus, the Siberian Night, and the Raspberry Ale, which she said is really good on a hot summer day. Max? I just had some. Is was, this the Raspberry Ale? Yes. Yeah. Try, try a sip. Tell me. It is just astounding. Mmm. Disco left me exactly a mouthful. That was so nice. I, I, I meant for him to pass it on to you. It ends up bogarting. Yeah, no, it, it's Please. fine. I've got, I've got a... But it is nice. really good. Very That's, refreshing. That is sitting on the porch, looking at the sunset, relaxing, have some burgers on the ground. Oh. All three beers I've tried so far are home runs. Yes, but P.O.D., please continue. We've got a lot of beer okay, to Okay, yes. She also sent us from Great Lakes Brewing, which is in Cleveland, and she said that uh, their brew pub is not something you should miss if you ever find yourself in old Cleveland. Okay, there is Burning River Ale, which was named after yes. <laughs> the Cuyahoga River catching fire in 1969, which, she says, sparked Yikes. the Clean Water Act in the 70s. Oh, that's so kind of cool. That is cool. I, I thought that would appeal to you, specifically. Thank you, thank you. Mystery Dork. Uh, the <laughs> Dortmunder Gold, the Edmund Fitzgerald, the Spacewalker American Belgio, which or Belgo, which Space is named... Walk. After the insane number of astronauts that come from Ohio. Hold on, Dilo, can we get a little spacewalker? And she had your voice. Spacewalkers. <laughs> and then she also <laughs> sent us a bottle of Christmas ale. What? Christmas in the car! <laughs> and she said that it's really... Bobby Walters, that one was for you, baby. That's right. She said <laughs> that one is really hard to come by, apparently. She sent us four bottles, one for each of us. And she said they released a small amount of it for Christmas in July. And she wrote, Dilo's screams of Christmas in a cup <laughs> make me laugh every time. Should I give her one more? Yeah. Yes. Christmas in a cup, Bobby. <laughs> she said, yeah, I even, thought... You didn't use her name there. I like she, it. Yeah, she said, I thought I'd send it to you. Personally, I really don't like Christmas ale of any kind, but since all of Northeast Ohio goes eight over it, you're getting it. Wow, Bobby Walters! So there you, go. you have outdone yourself, over ma'am. Over and above, trail a show, million times over. Trail show VIP, Bobby Walters. So we've polished three already, and I think we're about to open number four. Dortmund Gold was really good as well. Yeah, yeah. they've yeah. all been winners. They've yeah. all been winners so far. And this right. is why we named the studio after Bobby Walters. Exactly, and who knows? One of these beers may just be in the running for That's trail true. show the beer of oh. the year. I think the raspberry and is pretty good. If cool. we ever have kids, which we're not going to, I think I would name my kids after. The first name would be the second name Bobby, last name Walters. <laughs> oh dear. I think that would be a good idea. Not you don't want to name your child Shandy. That'd be good too. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Back to your regularly scheduled program. For all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Max Mignotti. Max, please take it away. All right. First, Kent, Connecticut. Impressions. Anyone? Uh, it's Isn't a bit expensive. Kicked out the God damn it. I'm going to do my laundry naked there. Bingo. They want to put in porta potties in Kent because all the hikers are stinking up the bathrooms, essentially. Oh, oh, oh the trail dumps, their town dumps. Hikers. And AT hikers. Just skip Kent. Yeah, you don't have to there's, do that. There's what? Just up the road? I forget. There's everything. Yeah. It's like, just up and down the road. Yeah, old trails. Oh, my trail. God, you're like 70 miles from New York City. Skip Kent. 
You're a ha if you really want to go to Kent, go into town, buy food, get out. You're half a mile. Don't, don't, don't spend your money in Kent. But, and don't use their portalettes. Just dump in the dumpster. <laughs> but they want to port port and but some people don't even want porta potties. Of course. Oh, they can yeah. build those fancy push on the Great Barrington, Massachusetts. There you I go. believe it's a much Corn Cornwall, Cornwall Bridge, that's what I'm thinking of. Cornwall Bridge, Great Barrington. Yeah, yeah. was another twenty miles up the Yeah, Exactly. You know, if this keeps up, Mags, he knows people at Walmart and he'll he'll see that a Walmart appears in Kent. So let me tell you what Kent <laughs> residents. If you keep this up, if you keep going after these through hikers, get ready. Get ready. That's all I'm going to say. You want to put a country buffet right next to the water. Oh, God. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Uh, oh, God. So they dedicate the Southern Terminus, the New England Scenic Trail, uh, one of the newer scenic trails. Oh, okay. Long Island has a little a monument. It's all official looking. So that's kind of cool. What is the New England Scenic Trail? It's one of the newest. Newest. Nudist. <laughs> Yeah, I'm where, where? When, when do I sign up? PD wants that one. <laughs> uh, June 20th, every year. Uh, tell us That's true. Yeah. So it's, it's the term, terminus, southern terminus of the Moonland Scenic Trail, which ends in New Hampshire. It's roughly two into some odd miles. Where does it start? Uh, Long Island Sound. And it goes oh. to hmm. uh, New Hampshire. Where in New Hampshire? Is it pretty urban? Uh, parts of it. It's like suburban, rural yeah. parts. Yeah, okay. Monadnock um, in that area, if oh, I remember okay. correctly. Hmm. I have to look up a little more, but... Monadnock. I wonder if you could connect... The New England Sunapee Trail with the Monadnock Sunapee Trail. I'm sure you could. In fact, it uses a lot of existing trails. And then head cross country to the AT. You know what we should do in the hmm. fall? We should make New England Scenic Trail our trail of the month. Okay, let's and do I it. Will research that. That's Perfect. our promise to our listeners. All right, All here right. we go. Boom. So you will appreciate this, Disco. It's a five-year anniversary. Mark Sanford going on the oh. Appalachian Trail. Former oh, no. former governor of my. My great home state of South Carolina. Mark, didn't we do a story on Mark? He's actually, no, he's actually written in, in to the trail show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. He he's said he's I asked written him. in letters to uh, Ask yeah. a Hiker. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So five year anniversary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did, were you keeping track, man? Or? He, it put, all, he put it in his eye calendar. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, people in Rocky Mountain National Park getting lost. The sky Pond, two people in Long's Peak. Well, I know that some people got zapped by lightning in Rocky that's Mountain. Some, that's something different. Okay. Um, that's a news item as well, but people get zapped by lightning. Um, two people died, and ten people yeah. were injured. Yeah. Uh, but the two things on Long's Peak, which is what we call a 14 or 14,000 foot mountain, for those not familiar. Another Long's Peak rescue? Two. Oh my God. One was a 19-year-old guy. Is it a tough climb or something? Well, it was early in the season. Somehow, the 19-year-old, of course, male, um, somehow wound up at yeah. a technical area. With, okay. With blue jeans on? Yeah, blue jeans and sneakers. And and we, you look at the pictures, it's called um, Broadway. It's this very narrow ledge. Yeah. You need technical equipment to do it safely. It's like, it's like a foot and a half wide ledge with like thousand foot drops. On it. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so what? You're, you're like, dude, why are you here? How did you get up there? <laughs> I mean, did you, why did you think it was safe to like keep going up? Oh my God. Like, wasn't there some spot before <clears throat> there that was hmm, like, This looks a little sketchy. Maybe yeah, I should turn around. Maybe I shouldn't climb up that 12 foot pitch there that's, you know, fully vertical. And I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I'm in sneakers and blue jeans. I have no protection. Yeah. Cool. I've already mentioned the lightning. That's very sad. Oh, equally sad is the fires in the PCT. Yeah. The major closures. And this one hits kind of home. Do you know Splash, Terry? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Her, her partner's home was, it's gone. No. And she took some very amazing photos. They're also very sad for her post because her, you know, her partner, yeah. he lost his home. And now, in which state are these fires? Are they in, in the Northwest or the South? Um, it's in the Jefferson. Um, so up north. Yes. It's northern Washington. I think she's somewhere near Winthrop, Washington. 
But I guess I for I, Phil, I think it's his name. I forget his last name, but he lost. I mean, it just hits kind of close. Someone we yeah. know in the PCT community. Yeah. And, Ooh, but this is man. this is actually an interesting weather-related phenomenon this year in that the Pacific Northwest, yeah, Southwest here here in Colorado and kind of the Central Rockies, we have very moist weather, yeah, very wet rain, whereas the Northwest is having a very dry summer. Yeah. And yes. trail closures. And now, I don't know about the Southern California situation. Has it wetted out there? Or I haven't heard anything one way or the other. I yeah. think I don't think it's so much gotten better. It's just more of the same. Yeah. Right. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but that's my understanding. Uh, let's see. Oh, and better news, there's a campground now on Crater Lake Rim. Okay. Yes. Yeah, for it's for uh, hikers and bikers. You have to walk in or bike in. On the rim? Yes. Right there... Uh, you know the complex there where you can do the all you can eat buffet. Yeah, I might know about that. So there, <laughs> well, what was happening a lot? It's not just hikers, but people biking were self camping on the rim because there's no campgrounds. We did. I did that. Is that no? No, no, no. Know? We we actually didn't do that, Beauty. But Dilo did. Why didn't you do that? Because you're, it's illegal. Oh, you're just trying to be uh, on the up and up. No, no, no. We we didn't, but you did. So go ahead and tell us about that, uh, Dilo. Yeah, I still think on the ring. <laughs> well, because of because hey, of you, I'm not the most law-abiding citizen. I don't know if people realize because that. of scoff laws like you. No, actually, that's way, that's legal so. in Washington State too. So oh. tell me more about what happens. In yeah. the like well, basically, all the campgrounds are full, and it's very hard again for both hikers and people bicycling in to find legal camping yeah. near the rims. So they made this hike and bike campground. Oh, very fantastic. cool. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It is cool. That's yeah, nice. So. With uh, a with a. Um, I, I hear that they have kind of what they have in the Smokies, which is a uh, pooping area. So everybody just poops in one area. What? Oh, is that no. correct, Max? Like a I land, don't like know. <laughs> you guys know what the, in the Smokies where oh, they don't that actually was nasty. have... They don't actually have... Um, Yeah, it was like a landmine. It was disgusting. Yeah, they just have a pooping area. So many beers that people just drink now? Yeah. Yeah. So, on the south rim of the... Now, this one's kind of interesting. The south rim of the Grand Canyon... All right. The Navajo Nation wants to put a um, gondola, essentially, to go down to the canyon bottom and back up in the south rim. Oh, God. But not on, park, me I mean, on their land, not on Park Service. It, and, well, the Park Service, it's technically their land, but it's, still gonna, it's their land, so they want to put a gondola going from the part of the rim they essentially own on their land down to the no canyon way. bottom. As well, long as they sell hot dogs and cotton candy well, they're gonna in make places, that would be okay. Well, they want to make 2,200 homes and have 3 million square feet of commercial space. Oh now, now as, much, as much as that really just sucks and probably goes against the principles of the Navajo people, on one hand, you, you really, everybody can agree with that. But on the other hand, you kind of just got to give them props for just doing something that's just so awful. <laughs> and to, just to kind of blatantly stick out their middle finger at the rest of us who, like, value this area. And they're like, you know what? We're going to cater to every fat SOB who doesn't want to hike down there and sell them hot dogs and 32-ounce sodas and schlep them down to the bottom of the beautiful canyon. Take that, National Park Service. Take that, America. You, know, it's I mean, it's you kind of got to give America. them credit for, it's true. for just giving, you know... And, and buy a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Because yes. mo- most people don't want a backpack anymore. <laughs> so why not just take a gondola? <laughs> Come on, Beulah, we're getting on the gondola. And then, and then profit just like every good, you know, red-blooded American would, you know? They're the ones who also made the Skywalk in the Grand Canyon. Remember that glass enclosure? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's brought a lot of traffic to the South Rim, which normally didn't exist. Okay. So <laughs> once they put in the, the gondola, it would be really cool. Oh, man. So, speaking of national parks, um, a rose closed after the roads melted. 
Did you hear about that? Where? Where? In Yellowstone. Whoa. Because of super so volcanoes. Super volcano. Their, oh. It actually melted the roads, and That's they had to awesome. close the roads. <laughs> it's going to blow. Well, I think, so cool. Yeah, I think the, they probably didn't even have to put up a sign. I mean, if the road melted, it's not there anymore. So. Well, it's all gooey. You, know, you never yeah. know. That's true. You. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, she's a law enforcement ranger in Teton, and people just check their brains out sometimes when we go into national parks. Oh, God. Hey, hey Mueller, go put the kid beside the lava. I want to get a picture. Yeah, I just... <laughs> go, I just go put him right there by that red stuff. Just that wait till we get to stuff. trips, and I can tell you about the Tetons. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you may have seen our friend. She's a ranger up there. Didn't. Yeah. I didn't see any rangers. Okay. Finally, the last item is hiker rescue after six days of broken leg in the Sierra. And he walked himself out or crawled out, as the case may be. But it broke, oh the, usual, he, it broke the usual thing. He was irresponsible because he went off trail and he did this, he did that. That's right. not being irresponsible. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying this is what people oh. say. You know, the usual, he should have had a spot. You know what I say? He he got through it. Yeah, yeah got himself out. And he, he bumped into the and. You know, I hate to get to the point where you're considered irresponsible if you don't carry some electronic tether. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if you want to carry one, there's nothing wrong with that. I sincerely mean that. I, I think that just don't expect everyone to do it. Yeah, because I, I think if you it's a good point go into the wilderness without that, you accept that there's a possibility something could happen and you can't signal for help, and that's okay. It's like I don't know. There's a risk with everything you do. You I'd know, rather die out there with a broken leg than on the interstate on my way to work or something. I saw my grandfather on his deathbed, quite literally, as a shell of himself, mm -hmm. and didn't even know who I was. Yeah. I'd rather die in the wilderness than have, yeah. have the strong man who I loved you know, be a shell of himself. So. Jeez. Yeah, so That's look. heavy, Max. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is anything else in the news docket tonight? I should have brought a happier yeah. note, I guess, after that. But no. <laughs> <laughs> There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Wow. Paul Max Mignanti, he just ran out the door. <laughs> so fast. All right, we're going to... know it's my home, go figure. <laughs> All right, I tell you what, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're talking about our trail of the month, the Pinhoti Trail, when we get back. What are you girls doing out here on this trail? The Trail Show. Under your hat, the trail show is back. And trail of the month is the Pinpoti Trail, aka the PT. We got Deal over here crinkling papers. He's uh, putting together a little, a little project. A little project. We'll, following some instructions here. One hour things. later, we have beer. We'll get into <laughs> in a minute. Max, we're talking PT this month. A little East Coast love. A little East Coast love. You know, this is a trail I've been kind of interested in. I haven't done the bet my kayak a few years ago. Is it connects to it? The BMT. Oh, it's connector. It's, got, it's part of the Great Eastern Trail. The okay. BMT. You know, uh, well, the, the PT is also part of the Great Eastern Trail. The GET. No. Yeah, the Great Eastern Trail. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. But in any case, the Pinhoti Trail is 335 miles. 
That's a, about a week. Dilo's still folding paper. Oh, I'm, I'm, I got everything's under control, everybody. Thanks for asking. All right. Uh, it's multi-use. It's a national recreation trail, which means a wait. Multi-use? Can I ride my mountain bicycle on that trail for part of it? Yes, or your or your horse. Or your yeah. horse. It's yeah. in two states: Alabama and Georgia. Alabama. It starts at Flag Mountain, which is the first or the last hanging viewpoint, one thousand foot mountain in the Appalachian chain. And it's very, oh. very interesting. Flag Mountain is very close to the town of Weogufka, Alabama. That's, <laughs> wow. I saw that wasn't even an attempt to pronounce it, so thank you. Say that again. That's so cool. You know, back in Gaffney, we used to say, never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. <laughs> Weogufka, Alabama. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it also goes over oh, Cheetah Mountain yeah. in Alabama, which is 2,400 feet tall and the highest point in Alabama. That's where I did my little... Short day hike on the Pinhoti Trail. There you go. And I have the concession stands there and everything. You know, if it wasn't open when I was there, I think it was a, a Sunday. And you know, in the Southland, ain't nothing open on Sunday. That's <laughs> God's day. Except for the right. Damn right. The northern terminus is the Benton Mackay Trail, which it connects directly to. So I've been about 10 feet of the Pinhoti Trail. Oh, so you <laughs> too have done a day hike on the beach. Well, the by, by day hike, meaning I just stepped on it and say, hey, I'm on the Pinhoti Trail. <laughs> nice. So it's part of the Great Eastern uh, Trail system. So that, you mean that's like a parallel to the Appalachian Trail? Okay. I think if you want to see the Appalachians, I think that'd be a great way to see it. Yeah, fewer people maybe. Oh, exactly. Geez, no, nobody. Huh? I would love to do that. An antisocial no, person. Ticks. What time of the year should you hike the Pinhoti Trail, Max? Mm. You know, I've seen uh, February, March, July. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was yeah, great July. time. July. I so, bet October would be very pleasant. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this Pinhoti, this is really cool, derives from the Creek Indian word meaning turkey home. Turkey home. And the blaze for the PT is a turkey foot. And a diamond. Very cool. I think it's one of the cooler blazes I've seen. Does, yeah. this, it is. does this lead one to believe that there are a lot of turkeys in northern Alabama? There sure. might be, but there's a Wapiti Trail uh, even you know, oh, back there's east. There's an elk trail. Yes, there's no elk in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, they reintroduced, but yeah. yeah. So you, you don't know. Uh, if you want more information, uh, go to PinhotiTrailAlliance.org. Very cool. And, and, you know, just a couple other things. Georgia, Alabama, as you mentioned, 164 miles are in Georgia, 171 in Alabama. So it's almost evenly split between the two states. Yeah, I think it would be a great way to see the extreme of the southern Appalachians. You know? But, yeah, I think early spring, late fall. Yeah. I don't know. Winter, early. Winter could be dicey. Early spring. What's the, uh, what's the camping situation like? Um, you know, the Spurs camping, there's there's kind of a split. I want to understand the Alabama Pinhoti. It has more of, it's a little more rural and wild in some ways. I guess the Georgia Pinhoti, if you want to understand, haven't hiked it. Um, it's a lot more multi-use, more mountain bikers and day-use. So, that's just one I read. Are there shelters? People want to build shelters. There's limited amounts. People want to build shelters? For one understand, there's some trail maintainers want more shelters. Some want to keep it a little more wild. So, yeah, but three, think about it, 335 miles, I mean, that's a couple weeks. You could probably easily do that in three weeks. I mean, if you're ambitious, two, two weeks. Yeah, two yeah. weeks. And, you but, know, if, if you're like Mags and Dilo, one week. So. No, not Dilo. <laughs> not with those naps. No, dude, I need to take, like, naps. <laughs> Besides, needs... I'm going to be hiking the Pinhoti in July. It's going to be hot. I'm going to take, like, a four-hour siesta. He's going to get up at six and walk for one hour. <laughs> like, it's humid. And then he's going to sleep for 12 hours. <laughs> And walk for one more hour yeah. in camp. It sounds so luxurious. <laughs> and, and isn't the the Pinhoti also part of the ECT, the Eastern Continental Eastern Con- Trail? Yes, it is. And that's Key West to Cap Gasp. That is correct. Yeah. 
Cape Gasp, or as the French Canadians say, Cap Gaspé. Cap Gaspé. And doesn't the Florida Trail doesn't the Florida Trail make up a very important yes. segment of the it does, Bring it, it does. Bring it back to the Florida Trail. Oh, you can always get yeah. on D-Lo. Yeah. There you go. So D-Lo, because actually I'm heading out in about a week to bike the Florida Trail. Are you going to? Oh, you do another recon? Yeah, no, I'm I'm going down there to hike. It. Very good. Man. So it all comes back to the Florida Trail. It always it does. does. But I think the Benhoni just be a really interesting way to see the Southern Appalachians. I don't know much about it. I, I think it'd be cool. You know, it. I've spent a fair amount of time in Alabama because that's where my dad lives. And oh, I did not know that. Hence the reason I was there doing a day hike um, up on Chia Mountain. As I was saying during our break, I actually had a Penhody Trail hat because a girl from my time did a portion of Penhody. Did you say no, a girl Yeah, from let's my talk time? about that for a minute. A girl Is that what you just said? A girl I, from my time? Girlfriend. From, from back in the day. Back in the day. What did you say, though? Well, what expression? Let's explore that a little bit, Max. <laughs> um, tell us more about this girlfriend. Um, she hiked and she bought a hat. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to say than that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was uh, trying to make you, you know, a little uncomfortable, but it didn't work. So. No, no, she bought a wow. hat. It was a cool hat. I had it for many years, but... I think the Penhody Trail Blaze is kind of cool. All right, what was the website again? PenhodyTrailAlliance.org. And there's also, I saw Pinhody.info. There's, if you just Google Penhody Trail, you're going to come up with a lot of different resources. But that appears to be the main one. Each, yeah. each of the Alabama and Georgia Trail Associations has their own separate Penhody Trail site as well. Okay, so check them out. Check out the Penhody. Maps you can download and guidebooks, etc. Yeah, very cool. So we should recap some beer. We've had a few more since we last spoke about it. Max, what was the last Bobby Walters beer we had? Oh, I didn't crack it open. It was, oh, it was Hoppus Maximus. Or no, it was yes. the, one, the one before that. Oh, the Spacewalker. Yes. I thought that was pretty good. Guys, that was the Belgo. Tell us, Dila, what is this? The this Pats? is the uh, the Pats from Talakanta. I probably got that wrong, but that's how I thought I'd say it. Talakanta, Alaska. This is the Pats wow. backcountry beer. Somebody likes it. Think, uh, it's carbonated. I'm it's, shocked. It's certainly carbonated. Um, if that was cold, that yeah. would be really good. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna have to get it. really good. Might be a strap. No. I that that be, tastes uh, like every beer in Finland that we had, except that's a little bit really. Warmer. Oh yeah, tastes yeah, like like molasses. It, it, it smells. Very very you know what? It tastes malty. Yeah, which you should smell the malt in there. Yes. Just take a sniff. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about this. It's Pat's Backcountry Beverages, and this was a gift from what one of our uh, Great Trail Show listener, Caleb Two Wars, who is serving his second tour in Afghanistan. Wow. Thank you, um, Caleb. I'm man. not sure how Caleb, Caleb procured this, but and thank you all very the much. boys yeah. that he forces to listen to the trail show. <laughs> he drives them with cigars, and I think oh, no. they uh, they dig it. So uh, nice. So here we are sampling Pats from the Pelicita, Alaska, backcountry beverage. So basically, you've got kind of a gel packet with some concentrated beer, and then you've got some sort of activator, which is CO2 and something. It's divided in half, and you pour those into one cap and fill up your the other, uh, the like main, Nalgene, the main like a, uh, container, the main Nalgene style container. So you got this like orange cap. Maybe we should take some pictures and put them on our Facebook. Yeah, we I, I did that earlier. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. cool. Done and done. So, um, so you've got this orange kind of cap thing. Yeah, that fits it's into too the much detail. Bottle. Anyway, moving on. And you basically shake it up and and you shake it up and, and that's it. And, uh, shake for about two minutes and let it sit for one minute. And if you put in some nice ice cold stream water, it'd be a lot colder than what we're drinking now. But, uh, you know, I think one of the things that the instructions really um, emphasized was to practice and potentially yeah. practice with just 
cold water and the activator before you actually try the beer. But whatever, we just jumped in head first. So uh, it, we're, it, we're it, professionals. And it's carbonated just as any beer would be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say. So we tried the 1919 Pale Rail uh, Brew Concentrate. And also, there's another flavor called Black Hops, which we haven't tried. But uh, the, we'll the Pale Rail says it's 4.9% alcohol by volume, yeah. and the uh, Black Hops is 5.8. So. Yeah, we'll try it. We'll try the Black Hops next. And we'll use much colder water. And, and maybe we'll put it in the cooler. Yeah. And just to. Although I'm, I'm concerned about letting it sit for too long. How about this? Shaking. We should. Put, make some ice water right Yes, now. yes. Nice. Do you know how to make ice water? <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I, I got to say, like, I, I did not have a lot of a, a lot of, of, of expectations for this, but this is pretty damn deep. This is the closest to beer you can get if you're in the backcountry and you're not actually packing in cans. That's right. I like think about that I saw on the, in the news. I've been known to pack in canned beer. Two cases? Not that much. And by the way, that's <laughs> beauty. Real quickly, two cases we we totaled up. That's forty pounds of beer, and the guy was walking in in suitcase style. This guy that I saw in the winds jumping forward, he had duct taped the cases so they wouldn't rip. He wow. was carrying one in each hand. That's our trail tip of the month. If, you... <laughs> if you're gonna carry in cases of beer, cover them. And it's time for Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. So my trail tip of the month, if you're, if you're walking in suitcases of beer, you need to duct tape them from all ends. Done. <laughs> it was like a 30-pack of Bud Light or something. <laughs> no, it was two 24-packs of PBR. Pivers. And he was walking it in six miles. We're going to move on. Dilo has a poem. Oh, yeah. Wait, I don't, I don't need music for my poem. Oh, I'm good. Not, I still want silence. The words will be the music I'm saying. Okay, so I've, I've been doing some hiking with my family, and um, this is a poem that I um, really just kind of came to me when we were hiking uh, two weeks ago um, in Rocky Mountain National Park um, when we had to wait behind the path, about two or three hundred people to take the bus to the trailhead. <laughs> the shuttle system. This poem is called An Ode to Crowded Trails by Michael D. DiLorenzo. I do not hike the crowded trails for me. I hike them for my family. A trail is peak with herds of elk as company. That is where I'd rather be. But with a human child upon my back, it is other hikers that he yearns to see. Hi, hiker, is what the child will say to the throngs of people passing our way. His greeting returned with smiles and laughs, and as we continue, the miles pass. And as they pass, soon he will sleep. And then from the crowds we may depart. With head tweaked at odd angle, raising an eye from the few who oh, now so, pass sorry about that. I'm sorry. us by. Soon we arrive at our destination, a lake or bus stop. Hiking back through a midsummer's rain, a somewhat dry child protected by umbrella top. And with 40 pounds of child and pack, we dare not hike far. A mere eight miles may stretch all day when a two-year-old walks in his own way. Jumping off rocks, inspecting worms, his parents grow wary of the dawdling pace. But as I said before, above on line one, I do not hike the crowded trails for me. I hike them for my family. Wow, that was lovely. Thank Just you. lovely. Thank you very much, Disco.
Robert frickin' Frost hair. Whoa, D'Lo, I wasn't, I didn't know you were going to get that heavy on it. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. Yeah. But basically, I, that, that, that poem came to me because we really did. We rolled into uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. On Saturday of July Fourth weekend. Oh Jesus! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. At like eleven in the morning, and parked at the D-Lo. parked at the uh, park and ride, and you know, really, my son just really wanted to take a bus. He was just so excited about taking a bus. So yeah, we'll take the bus to the trailhead. Sweet. So lo and behold, there's two hundred people in front of us waiting to take the bus. But it moved fast. They had buses coming like every five minutes, um, and then we hiked up the trail and. Yeah, there was literally like hundreds of people and this little dude. He hiked, he hiked about a third of a mile. That's and everybody pretty good. was like, whoa, what's little dude? And the trail is like, it's, it's you know. Huge, like a sidewalk. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's really like a sidewalk because it's like packed gravel and yeah. nice rock steps. So it's very easy walking. So he was able to, to walk up it because uh, two-year-olds feel that they can hike over anything and they really can't. So yeah. it was nice that the trail was pretty mellow. And, but, Mags, we then took a left turn and head out the North Long's Peak Trail. Yes. And saw three other people for the rest of the day. Wow. Very, very interesting how you can just be in such a drastic crowd and then take a, the path less traveled. Because the trail you originally took led to the falls. From the yeah, yeah. And we passed the falls and then took a left. Very good. Yeah. So the folks playing along at home, they have to drink when D'Lo breaks into song. So if D'Lo breaks into a point, I think it's two drinks. Max, what do you think? It is prose, which is what singing is. But that was a well-prepared poem, man. That wasn't just any, you know, fly by the seat of your pants kind of deal. It was a poem. Anyway, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Thanks, guys. I'm sorry. We're moving on to the next segment, which is the iTunes Top 5. We have some interesting uh, reviews this month. Trail Toa says five. Trail Toa. Trail Toa says five star entertainment. She gave us five stars. Awesome hiking podcast. It could use more backcountry skiing, beer, and POD's elitist attitude towards the youth of America. Yes. It will make you want to. I'm old. Get on the trail. Get on the trail. All right, Canyon Man Outdoors blogger Max. says, "Wish I could hang out with you guys." Five stars. Max. <laughs> I bought the documentary when it first came out, Ice but just water. recently started listening to the podcast. Listening to the show makes me feel like I'm sitting around the campfire having a cold beer with all of you. Rinse this thing out, too, would you? I am more of a long weekend backpacker, but plan on doing the JMT soon. Hearing your stories keeps me inspired to get out and hit the trail. Nice. Keep up the trail. Keep up the good work. I'm working my way backwards through the podcast. I look forward Ooh, to getting... Backwards. I look forward to getting to number one and the oh. bonus episodes. See you on the trail. Canyon Man. That's pretty nice. That was nice. Okay. He, uh, he's southbound me. Can you stop washing out this Pat's uh, Backcountry thing? Yeah, Ma- Mags is running the faucet over there. <laughs> no, I like the, I like the ambient yeah, noise. Nice. All right. Okay. Max, be sure to rinse out the applicator cap, too. The orange cap needs to rinse out. I think you're going to like this one. Cuban Fiber Mama says, fantastic, but we need more gear reviews. Five stars. Good job, ladies and gentlemen. I love the show. I love the sarcastic, nonsensical banter. I really love D'Lo, though. I think he's the star of the show, and handsome to boot. I'm, I'm not. I'm reading this verbatim. P.O.D. Meh. When she com- <laughs> when she complained about the Boy Scouts she chose to camp with, I had to write her off. 
smell. It wasn't Boy Scouts. You can't camp at someone else's spot and then ask them to be quiet. You shouldn't have camped at their spot. But seriously, you need to do more gear reviews. Fact. You can't hike without gear. Well, I guess you could hike naked. But you need gear to eat, sleep, stay dry. So talk about it. It's okay if you do. You'll get more. You'll get more listeners and maybe real sponsorships. Oh. Wow! Well, Cuban Fiber Mama. What a fantastic backhanded compliment, Cuban Fiber Mama. But she gave us five stars. That's true. So it must have been heartfelt. Yeah. We got a bazillion. And they weren't Boy Scouts that I can't. Main Wanderlust says TTS gets me through the week. Four stars. Being a craft beer enthusiast and avid hiker, I'm a fan of this podcast. I recently read I Hike and was pleasantly surprised to run across a podcast with Disco and P.O.D. Being a weekend dirtbag, I don't think this guy likes D.Lo as much as the last gal. But being a weekend dirtbag, I need as much trail talk as possible to get me through the week. And TTS is a great addition. And last but not least, we have Germ Burner. He says, you all rock. Five stars. So a few months ago, I decided to start learning about backpacking. In the process, I was fortunate enough to stumble across this podcast. For the past three months, I've been catching up from the beginning. And now that I've caught up, waiting a month for the next one to be published is brutal. The banter between the host is comical at times, occasionally confusing, and and gives the show an overall authenticity not found elsewhere. For hiking podcasts... The diversion from wait a minute, what just happened? There we go. For a hiking podcast, the diversion from discussing gear on a technical over the top level is replaced by discussing beer. Which has inspired me to look for the beers tasted in my local shops. The beers. So we have inspired this listener, Germburner. To drink more. To drink That is awesome. <laughs> he was recent he started out researching backpacking. And he ended up going to his local shops to drink more beer. I think I we it. drove him to drink. Mi- mission accomplished, That's ladies and right. gentlemen. He skipped all the hard steps in between. Jerm Burner, thanks for the review. So that was our iTunes Top 5. I tell you what, let's go to break. When we come back, I'm going to do something everyone's been waiting for for two years. A brief history oh, of awesome. hiking podcasts. Oh, yeah. When we get back. gang it's connor shreve from the brewski reviewski podcast and i don't listen to the trail show by the way i think um our, our listeners probably haven't heard this before and i'm i'm sorry to break the bad news to you but our um our minimum for a monthly trail show uh recurring donation is now fifty dollars <laughs> <laughs> and incidentally uh before we get into our embedded reporters audio clip you're going to notice that uh the audio sounds a whole lot better at this moment well the settings were a little funky on the first half of the show. We apologize, but that's what you get for free. That's right. Thanks for bearing with us. And now the audio is good. And here is homework from the Pacific Crest Trail. Hello, trail show. This is your uninvited, embedded reporter homework. It is July 18th. And I'm in the 1300s here on the Pacific Crest Trail between Mount Lassen and Mount Shasta. Wanted to give you guys a little trail update here. Some news from the trail. First of all, water. This is a whole different 
seen up here in NorCal. I've heard it been referred to as the second desert, and I would agree with that. I feel like in the Sierra, you could survive by just walking around with a straw. Whereas up here, you got the Hat Creek Rim, 30 mile dry stretch that I just came down off of. But pleasantly, there's been a lot of caches. The best one, the best cache I've seen so far, which rivaled the Oasis cache left by the Andersons, was the Wild Bird cache. And that was at the very end of the dry stretch. You turn a corner and cross a forest road, and you see a cooler full of ice-cold cola, grape soda, Sprite, orange soda, and ice-cold water. I like the They footsteps. had a table, yeah. lawn chairs, and they even had an outdoor shower. With Whoa. five five-gallon solar shower bags Bam. laying on Bam. a carpet in the sun, ready to be hoisted up with a pulley system. Now, this outdoor shower was superior. They knew what they were doing. Been to Burning Man five times, so I've seen a lot of solar showers, and this one was very well-constructed. They even had a curtain. And Ooh. the whole thing was wrapped in camo. I mean, how cool. They even had a camera where you take your picture wow. for their blog. And it wasn't there when I was there, and I got really worried that somebody stole it. And I got even more worried that somebody might think it was me. I had this weird guilty feeling for something I didn't do. <laughs> Raised Catholic, But then obviously. they showed up, uh, the, the couple that runs the cash, and they had the camera. They were just taking pictures off of it. So all is well in the world. Other news from the trail... It seems that everyone's kind of coupled off at this point. I don't Ooh. see any solo ladies anymore. You know, I, I, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, it's just an observation. I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> something I've noticed. Everyone keeps talking about this herd that's behind here, behind or in front, that. bubble of hikers. But I, I don't know if I believe it. I, I, as wedding season goes, I've hopped off the trail and I've gotten back on. Everyone keeps murmuring about a herd, but I, I don't know. Lastly, fire. There is fire going on up in Shasta area, the Bull Fire, I believe. It's leaving the air quality eh, not pristine, but not bad. Depends on where the wind's blowing. Uh, you can definitely see the, uh, the smokiness from the Hat Creek Rim out in the distance near Shasta. So that's pretty unfortunate. However, I don't think it's really affecting the trail right now. Uh, I know this is kind of messed up, but uh, leaving really cool sunsets and sunrises. That's about it for now. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Looking forward to your next podcast, as always. This is Homework, over and out. Thank you, Homework, for the audio clip from the trail. Nice. From the PCT live I to like- tape. I like the pauses he did because it almost seemed like he was in the studio. We could just comment. Yeah, and... I know. Well, it <laughs> sounded was... like he was walking at a pretty fast clip, so he, he was probably moving. had to stop and no, it was perfect. Catch though. his breath. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, uh, homework for sending us that was both great... the photo and the audio. We yeah. appreciate that. Plus, that's, that's nice report. too. You get to you actually kind of you can 
Imagine put, put yourself in his footsteps mm. a little bit, yeah, L- literally because you hear them, and then you know also because it's like he's just telling you like what what's going on on the trail. It's nice. Yeah, I tell you what, homework. When you get up around Mount Jefferson Wilderness in Oregon, record us some more audio and send it our way. If it's the trail's just not on fire and obliterated, and <laughs> yeah, or even yeah. if it is, keep yeah. us posted. All right, folks. It's been two years in the making. A brief history of hiking podcasts. Now, the reason I bring this up is because when we started this show in 2012, there was nothing. There was zero. There were no hiking podcasts. And I was thinking to myself, why aren't there any hiking podcasts? There should be. So we made one. And the is that state, why we did this? Well, that was part of it. <laughs> I thought it was our master plan of people selling this beer. Yeah, and, and Delo's master plan of a pay for subscription. Oh, yeah. Type. That's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm going with this whole thing. Exactly. Or I would like our podcast to be purchased by a commercial venture. Well, you know, I hear Claire channels and talks with us. <laughs> Actually, all right, I'm, right. I'm, side, I'm stealing the show here, stealing your thunder, Dilo, Please, but uh, I, I ran into a, a former coworker of mine last night who happens to be an avid podcaster himself. He does a technology podcast, and he told me that his podcast was actually bought out by some company. And he went on and did his podcast, but now he was like a paid employee of this company to do this podcast. And <laughs> then another company, hope, and then another company bought it out from somebody else, and he's still doing this podcast. Wow! I, I, I forget what it's called. It's something. It's some sort of weekly I technology bet it's really recap. interesting. Yeah, if you're into technology, like technology trends or something. But, because um, I think the market for a bunch of people drinking and talking about backpacking is huge. It has to be <laughs> at I least mean, in East East Boulder's <laughs> or up and coming beer district. It has to be. Right. Yeah. So, All right. So go, give us the history. And, history. And incidentally, if anyone from Outside Magazine or Backpacker Magazine is listening, please. Um, send all solicitations to buy out this podcast to legal at thetrailshow.com. And we'll put you in touch with our lawyers, and we can get the buyout happening we as get, soon as possible. We can get the ball rolling. <laughs> There's always a chair because Backpacker Magazine is here in Boulder. And, and you That's know right. what, guys? You know what? If being purchased by a large corporation to, you know... If that's what it takes, and we have to do gear reviews, and that's what it takes, I'm fine with that. I have our mission statement ready to go. I, I don't think that that's selling out at all. <laughs> so what's our synergy? Company, what's our company culture like? Uh, it's, it's very it's, synergistic. Yeah, it's synergistic. <laughs> oh gosh. So I have a okay. nice cube for you. <laughs> all right, let's go. History of podcasting. Let's do Come on. this. Get with it. Wait, wait. Um, you need to queue up some vacuum tubes. This has been a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay, good. And right. now a brief history of hiking podcasts. This is brief history, and it's not going to cover every hiking podcast, just the ones that we kind of came across our radar. In my mind, everything started in April 2005 with a little podcast called Trailcast. Excellent, excellent podcast. Hosted by Robert Butler III, RB3, as I like to call him, not to be confused with RG3, different, two entirely different people. Robert Griffin III, Washington Redskins quarterback, nothing. I know Gugat's nothing, not even a Not even a titter. Okay. <laughs> And actually, it's funny. We got out on the CDT in 06, and our good friend Maddie from Germany was like, hey, man, haven't you guys listened to Trailcast? I didn't even know what it was. What's Trailcast? And he was like, oh, you got to check it out. I was hooked. Were, also, were start- we on Trailcast once? No, we weren't. Oh. I'll get to that in a minute. Never mind. At the same time Trailcast started, Mags, another one started called Wildebeet. Yes. With I, Steve Sargent. I was on it. You were oh, on, you were on we Wildebeet. Wildebeet ran from April of 05 to November of 08. Mags, what, what, what were you on? Did you get interviewed for a specific I, reason? Or, or I wrote what? an essay about um, connectivity on the trail and how I see a lot more people 
wanted to be more connected a lot okay. more often. This is before when, smartphones became... This was 2008, 2009. Okay. Yeah. My prediction is that as we go forward, people are going to want 24-7 connectivity. No, but materials. when were you on the podcast? Um, 08 or 09. No, it would have okay. been 08 because he basically stopped recording in November of 08. But I've got good news. He just announced in June that he's going to hopefully be starting a new podcast called Untrammeled. Um, the focus is celebrating 50 years of wilderness and he's got a website up and running for it, and he says, stay tuned. So who Fantastic. knows? We might see something Wildebeest-esque in the near future. He did a very good job, very in-depth. So a year after that, in 06, so from 06 to 09, Backpacking Light Magazine did a podcast um, hosted by Ryan Jordan and other folks at backpackinglight.com. Their, their focus was gear, people, places, and trends of lightweight wilderness travel. So it had a little different bent on it than what we did or what Robert Butler III or Steve Sargent did. They had a good run, almost three years, and then they just kind of... It's tough to do. Kiboshed it, yeah, in 09. Um, David Longley does yes. the All Who Wander podcast. He started that up in early 2011, and it ran through November 2013. And I don't know if he's going to continue, but his motto was that this podcast is for sojourners discontent with asphalt highways, steepled cages, tidy answers, and ordinary lives. I like that little motto. He wrote a very nice review of us recently. Did he? Did he? On our iTunes, I believe. Oh, we'll, we'll have probably to get that. to it. And he was very uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, to his chagrin we said he's more mindful and meaningful than we are. Uh, that's not hard to do, man. Yes. <laughs> so. I think he's married to Cuban Fiber Mama. Yeah. If I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he said some very nice words about our podcast, so thank nice. you. Yeah, yeah really, thanks, thank David. You. May 2012 to February of this year, the Appalachian Trail Backpacking Podcast by Scott Ackridge. I don't know if you're familiar, I'm not familiar with, with it. this one. Its focus is basically about the journey of backpacking on the AT. Okay. Um, April, and now I'm getting into to podcasts that are current. Modern day. Modern day. So April 2013 to the present, Into Backpacking by Steve Bird Tudor Goodrich. He does basically interviews with novice and expert travelers on trails. So check out Into Backpacking. Practical Backpacking with Bernie Wilt. Now, a lot of folks know this podcast, and actually P.O.D. and I were on episode 41, which was April 2009. He interviewed us as a backpacking couple. The original run of Practical Backpacking was 2006 through 2010, and then it went on hiatus for a couple years, but I've got good news for all you Practical Backpacking fans. Um, Bernie Wilt is back. He's been back since uh, 2013, late 2013, and, and he's current. So he's he's doing podcasts now. And if you haven't listened to his stuff, you can go to practicalbackpacking.com or check it out on iTunes. Now, heading over to the East Coast. A little our, East Coast love. Our good friends Pox and Puss, Pox Holiday and Puss and Boots of the Pox and Puss podcast. Their motto is a not-so-serious exploration of the AT through hiker experience. And there's a reason why we get along so well. I think P.O.D. <laughs> flatulated while I, I was... I did not. Uh, that was not me. That was totally you. Wow. wow. It was not. Pox and Puss, you can send all hate mail to <laughs> P.O.D. at thetrailshow.com. I did not. I own all of my farts, and I did not. Okay. So, it. people, drink up right now. <laughs> and, of course, there's us. We've been broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado since May of 2012. You know, one of these days... We need to do a Pox and Post Trail Show crossover. We, we are. And there's talk of a Kickstarter project to pay for plane tickets to oh get them God. out. Oh, God. Come on. But no, I think it'd Why be not? great. Why not? We wow. have a lot of the same fan Dude. base. We have we take the same not-so-serious attitude. Absolutely. I think it'd be great to have. We, we, we sh- want them over here. It'd be great. 
And now that they're under the Appalachian Trials umbrella, yes. that guy's based out of Denver. I think there's good reason to get them out here. What do you mean they're under the Appalachian Trials umbrella? What does Mags? that mean? Appalachian Trials is a hugely popular Appalachian Trail website. Mm-hmm. Um, started by Badger. I forget his real name. His trail name is Badger. It's kind of like BuzzFeed for the Appalachian Trail, if you're familiar with that site. I am not. And I don't know Pox and Puss all that well, but I'm pretty sure that they would enjoy a Colorado vacation. Oh, I know. For the craft beer and other reasons. And other Other reasons. reasons. (laughs) Other sundries. Big shout out to Pox and Puss. Celestial Seasonings Tea, of course. Of course. Exactly. That's my brief history of hiking podcasts. That was very educational, (laughs) Disco. Thank you. All All right. right. So we need to talk about our trips. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, man. On the count of three, let's all just say all right together. Okay. One, two, three. All All right. right. All right, all right. I I think of Days of Confuse. All right, all right. All right. All right. I don't know that reference. Anyway, trips. We had a lot of trips. We had a lot of trips, so I think we're going to have to kind of keep it brief, Yeah, let's let's keep it brief. I have some trips to share, too. Okay. Uh, No, you don't. No, um, No, I do. I think I, oh, I, I do I'll have start. trips. Oh, I'll please start. do. And, and take up the entire segment, if you don't mind. I, I'm going to do what you normally do. I'm just going to talk and talk and talk about nothing. <laughs> okay. We're at the Seinfeld the podcast, anyway. Let's see. <laughs> I, since our last show, I went to Mexico. Yeah. Okay. I did a little bit of, very small bit of hiking there. It was mostly visiting and educational. Uh, and then I came home for a couple days, and then Disco and I went to Finland. Ooh, sweet. I've, to, got, uh, I've got something I need to say about Hang out Finland with Mati Speedo Erlas and his wife Yvonne and their two girls, Emmy and Miley. And Miley's my goddaughter. And Finland was incredible. Take it away, Disco. Well, no, I was going to say folks might remember Matty from our discussion with him about the Gobi Trail. The and Gobi the Bear. obvious star of the walkumentary. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. For sure. And he, he wanted us to message that on uh, one of our previous shows, or maybe it was a bonus show. I think it was the how to find your backpacking and all the reasons Delo thinks you should stay at home <laughs> one. He said that Delo said that maybe one week possible with kids, maybe two week you, two weeks you could go away from your family, but probably not more than that. And he said he went away for a month, and it was tough, a little tough, a little tough when he came home. Yeah, mm, yeah. Huh. So Delo maybe uh, Delo nailed it. I'm not surprised. Delo called. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm surprised, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we had a great time up there in Finland. We did a lot of saunaing and swimming. And Can I mention a few things yes. about Finland? So <clears throat> I, I briefly jotted down on the flight home on Lufthansa Airlines the top five items of note from Finland. Number one, the toilet paper is so thick and stiff. Oh, yes. You could write a note on it and send it as a postcard. It's great. Number two, everyone has a sauna and wearing clothes in sauna is frowned upon. Sitting on a small towel while in sauna is just fine. Hmm. Also, I appreciated the nudity. Number three. The airport code for Helsinki is H-E-L. So I can safely say that I've been to hell and back. Oh, that's bad, dude. (laughs) Number four. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Yeah, come on. Can you have some crickets, dude? Thanks. You didn't like the hell? No. And you should be reading this with some... No, no, no. We don't need music. Number four. If someone tries to beat you over the back with... A bundle of birch branches, also known as Vita, while you are in sauna, don't be alarmed, as it's only a standard Finnish tradition. That's right. It, the theory is it helps increase the circulation. Yeah, it's exfoliation, too. I would agree with and that. And it smells good. After being beaten with birch branches, I, I would concur with that, Max. And finally, 
the number one item of note from a trip to <laughs> Finland. Finland is 75% forested, 10% covered in lakes, and there's a 100% chance we are going back That's to this right. beautiful and amazing country. Yay. Yay. Yeah, it was awesome. It. Definitely going back. It is an amazing place. Yes. You should. It looks beautiful. You should go check it out. So then I was home for a couple of days again, and then I went on my annual red tent trip to yeah. the Wind River Range in Wyoming. Best range in the American Rockies. It was Rockies. fantastic. Totally beautiful. We had incredible weather. And I got to say, I'm pretty proud of my girls. We, um, we crossed some snowfields. We glissaded. I saw that. It was and pretty kick-ass. And for a couple of these ass. women, it was only their second time ever going backpacking. So it was a bit of a stretch. And uh, they, they did great. And they were blown away by the scenery. And... Sorry, go ahead, Max. I'll say the only bad thing is you took them one of the best place in the U.S. The bar is pretty damn high now. It is pretty incredible. And we didn't see anyone until our last day when we were hiking into Big Sandy. Wow. So they were extremely impressed. And we is, spent, that, is that where you started and, and stopped yeah, Big Sandy? Yeah, it was a loop. Hmm, cool. Um, also, we camped at Grave Lake one night. It's a huge lake in the backcountry with a huge sandy beach. We were the only ones there. It was pretty cold but fun. You know, it was just it was awesome. And then we took a day off. Well, actually, we just spent the night in Pinedale, and then the next day we went to um, the Tetons. And it was great because they got there, and they were like, this doesn't even compare to the winds. And we did, like, just some front country uh, hiking, like six miles, and they were like, that was really boring. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. It was cool. They They noticed the difference of how many people and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think it made them feel pretty proud of themselves as well. I was going to say, the Tetons are visually impressive. They look like the mountain's little kids yeah, draw. for sure. For, especially from a distance. You're in this big plane, all of a sudden, boom, yeah. there's the mountains. Yeah. And, and Grand Teton is just such a beautiful, stupendous mountain. But the winds are just yeah, wild was, and broad right. and amazing. Right. And um, we did run into some thru-hikers. Oh. Yes. On Jackass Pass. And uh, then we saw two of those guys two days later in Pinedale, and they ended up sleeping in our hotel room. They took showers. I gave them my used socks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They did, you want, did you autograph them first? Nah. Wait, wait, I because they I didn't d- have uh, any uh, uh, outfitters in Pinedale? They did have one outfitter, but, it, you know, it's, like, small and yeah. um, huh. expensive. Definitely mm. cheaper to just take someone's used socks, you know? Yeah. Especially if they're like your used socks and they're probably in good shape, you know. They're not like some nah. other. They're not like some other through hikers right. used right. socks. Like they're, here, dude, I've walked four hundred miles. No, in these and they're socks. definitely. They were definitely like. They're not the best socks that I have, but you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was really fun running into some through hikers. And uh, should I read this note from Snowplow? Wait, no. What uh, is that? Tri- is that your trips? Mags has some trips. No, it's just that this was part of the trip. Go for it then. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Read it. <laughs> so this is what happened we were going up Jackass Pass and we ran into these two guys Dash and Ben and I chatted with them for a moment I asked him where he started from and he was like uh, South Pass City I guess and I said mm-hmm. where did you really start from because you know when someone gives an answer like that you know they're through hikers they look like through hikers anyway chatted with them went up Jackass Pass we were on our way down and I saw another guy and I was like that guy's a through hiker but a couple of the girls were feeling pretty bad and I was like, I can't stop and talk. I got to just keep going. So the guy that I saw, his name's Snowplow, and he sent me an email. And he said, hey, Pod, saw you up on Jackass Pass a couple of days ago. I thought 
She looks kind of like pot, but I figured it would be too much of a coincidence to meet one of the hosts of my favorite podcast out on the trail. Later, I caught up with Dash, and I mentioned the group of women, and he said, oh, you mean POD? That's when I realized it had been you. Too bad I didn't get to actually talk to you. Anyway, the great beer from the Wind River Brewery Brewery is kind of talking here. Just thought I'd let you know that your show is much appreciated, especially in the long miles through the basin. Your listener from Switzerland, Snowplow. Oh, Swiss guy. Very cool. Snowplow. Thanks. So, yeah. That, that's it for my trips. Max's trips. So I'm going to go sequential order then. The fourth trip and let D-Lo talk about. Oh. oh. So, fourth trip. So since I've been on five, <laughs> tri- five trips since uh, we've talked last. The first one was Lost Creek Wilderness, Father's Day weekend. My buddy Josh and I, we took his two sons, eight and five, out for a backpacking trip. Um, we did bison, bison Plateau. It was really great. I made lemon slushies for little guys, and I made backcountry ice cream. What? You take some snow, you take some condensed milk, a little vanilla. Yeah. Add some chocolate chips, mix it all up. The kids loved it. You know this. It, hmm. it, was, it was great. I mean, it's the kids. You want to have it's them for en- the kids. You want to have them enjoy the backcountry. And, you know, the, it was a little guy's first backpacking trip. And it was beautiful scenery, and you know, we hauled all the gear, and he had ice cream in the wilderness. So it's for we, the kids. It's for the kids, you know? So I did uh, assistant guiding with Skirk again, went to the Wild Basin. Really? When was that? In June. Late very June. Very cool, very cool. Snow was high, but everyone did great. Um, really cool people, as always. Good scenery, you know? How many people on this trip? We had, let's see, I want to say a dozen people total. Wow. That's yeah, a handful. Probably, yeah, it was very popular. It was all guys, which is unusual. For the Skirka beginning backpacking trips. Hmm. Okay. Usually have a fair amount of uh, women on the trip, too. Um, before starting my new job, I took a week for myself, went to the South San Juans, which is really nice. nice. Wow. You know what, though? You know, POD and I talking. I went to the San Juans. It was beautiful, but there's Jeep roads. There's a lot more people. And I <laughs> we went by one group. It was this big meadow you know, off the dirt road. And there were probably about six or seven RVs. A bunch of SUVs and ATVs, and there's a big Texas flag in the middle of it all. <laughs> it's like they started a Texas colony in the middle nice. of the San Juans. Did they have ribs? <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, it was so funny. I mean, it was a huge, like the type of flag you'd see at a car dealership. <laughs> it was that big. No word of a lie. No, no word of a lie. <laughs> Maggie, how was the weather in the South San Juans? Oh, my God. So, I mean, you said thunderstorms. Like, you have the lovely San Juans photo over there uh, on the wall here in the studio. Yeah. Um, you expect another storm at 1 to about 3, maybe 4 in the afternoon, call it, right? Mm-hmm. It would start at 1 or 2. It went to 6 or 7 at night. <laughs> wow. Every day? That's yeah. Surreal. But storm. you know what? I adapted. I said, you know what? This is going to be recovery from being burnt out on my job, yeah. relaxing. So I had my book. And the last day, I said, the heck with it. I walked, got off the divide where the lightning was and went off trail. And I ended up getting back to my car. And I just made a campsite. All the people, it was like a, everyone went down a level. Backpackers made car camping. All the car campers, <laughs> all, the, all the car campers left. So <laughs> I slept in the back of my truck, and I had my mice book. I brewed up some tea, made a meal, drank a beer later. It was like, this is great. That sounds nice. So you didn't want to camp at the Texas auto dealership? <laughs> It was so. The flag was so huge. It's it, like a fifteen foot. Did by you 10 get a foot? picture? I should have. Damn I mean, it! It was all these RVs and oh um, SUVs and the you know the ATVs as well. I was like, oh my god, it's a Texas colony in the San Juans. 
That's awesome. I was expecting uh, like barricades and shotguns. We're taking this over, you know. <laughs> it might not. It might not uh, yeah. be that far from the truth, man. Yeah. But after that, I met a, a friend of mine who used to live in Boulder, and the little twist is her father. She grew up in Wrightwood, right off the PCT. Oh, that Wrightwood. Yeah. So when I did the PCT, her father lived right off the Acorn Trail. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. Stay there. So I've known Susie for a while, but we went to Chimney Rock together. Okay. And you know how I'm into the ancient Pueblo stuff. I won't go into all history because I want to Please don't. POD wants you to go into the whole oh, history. Oh, God. It's, it, just, it's just the outer edge of the ancient Pueblo no, culture. No, and for the top, just enough. keep the trail show going, man. I know. Stop with the history. Anyway. Let's just relive it in 10 years. We don't <laughs> care about it right, right. now. <laughs> it, it was really cool, so I enjoyed that. But the following weekend... Oh! <laughs> oh! D'Lo got a weekend pass. I did. So my good friend and I did Devil's Thumb off-trail option. D'Lo. What? So you two joined me, and I'm pointing at POD and Disco, on this hike last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And you thought it was a beautiful yeah, hike, right? Yes. So this is actually my fifth time doing that <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it we, really is my fifth we time. We literally took our breaks at the same place. Of course D'Lo, you did. Yeah, I know, on, everywhere. Man. And we camped at that spot, and there was nobody there. But then the next morning... Because I was lobby, you know how I like to do different different things. Well, and I said let's let's do this hike because it's close and we can be back, and I won't be gone all weekend long. And there's no I seventy traffic, which is great. But <laughs> Mags, let's do it your way this time. So instead of um, following the CDT south um, from above our our campsite, we headed north on the divide and walked off trail along the actual physical divide. Divide. Yeah, we walked along the divide, and then um, we dropped down a massive scree in Dallas. Oh man, it was like it, the first probably like third of it was some nice scree, you know, just kind of not too bad at all actually. But then it was like okay, now it's like the next Talus. like yeah. the next quarter. No, it's probably like three quarters of a mile to maybe almost a mile of just talus to get to the tundra, and it's steep, so you can't. And it's small; it's not big talus, which is maybe a little bit better than yeah, big talus because yeah, big talus is like sure. is like full on body workout so it's like you you could use your poles you could walk but it was you know it was about a mile of talus steep yeah um until we came out into a nice basin beautiful drainage yeah and then uh cruising through there we finally got some water and then we had uh some really nice snow fields to walk down no glissading they weren't that steep um, no it wasn't steep at all and then we uh basically followed it out and hmm. came back out to the trail it was actually very very cool because it was a different mags had actually done this route before I had Years not. ago. And the cool thing about it is on your way out, you could look south and say, well, that actually, so that's the way we're going to come down. I looked at it on the map. It didn't look too steep. There it is. I think we can probably do that. So oh, it was okay. nice. What was cool about this is that it's a very, you know, the eastern side of the divide, especially here near Boulder, is just insanely busy, as you know. I mean, the first five right. miles to the right. pass. And the western side isn't too bad. But you go off trail. You're in the middle of this very popular wilderness area. You see no one. Hmm. And it was just very dramatic, the wildflowers and the snow fields. And then wow. we get back on the trail, and you look, wow, we were there. Then we head back into the hordes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope sure. you I hope you posted on pmags.com the exact off trail. Oh, absolutely. Route the, the coordinates, did, the coordinates. actually. I already looked at no, it. No, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Someone mildly chastised me because I don't put maps up of my routes. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, I'm not going to do a connect the dots, especially for off trail. Somebody wanted you to do that is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And they wanted me to load Forget my... Forget about it. They actually asked... It was very nice about it. They actually asked if I could load my GPS coordinates. I don't even own a GPS. 
<laughs> so, ah. so bringing it back, I would just like to announce to our listeners that there will be, and this is news to my uh, fellow podcasters here, but there will be a um, a weekend trail show hike where the four of us will go hiking probably in mid-August or early September, depending on people's schedules. Okay. In in the said Indian Peaks Wilderness on a trail that some of us had hiked like way too many times. <laughs> but some of us have Gee, not hiked. Some of us be? have not hiked at all. So, dear listeners, please stay tuned because that will be one of our upcoming trip reports. Sweet. Oh, and, nice. I like this. I know, I know what trail it is. I'm not yeah. even going to say it. Yeah. Max. And my last trip was last week. And this is a very special trip. Oh, a special trip. It was what? because... More special than your trip with D'Lo? Very much so. In a, no. different, in a different manner. In a different manner. Ouch! A different well, level no, no. of special. Okay. This is cool, though. My darling wife, she's been working very hard for the past four years to get her master's degree while working full-time. Props to her. She just finished last month. Wow. We went on Congrats. our first backpacking trip. together. We've done camping, went to some great places, but we did our first backpacking trip in three years together Ooh. last weekend. And I got to say, between me starting a new job... Her finishing a massacre, things are much more calm and mellow. Yeah. And we had a great time. It was a very mellow loop, only 11 miles round trip, 2,000 feet game, but the wildflowers are beautiful. The meadows are wide open, great views. And we had a fantastic time. And not this weekend, but the weekend after, we're doing another backpacking trip together. Oh, man. So after four years, I have my wife back for backpacking. You got, you're breaking nice. records every week, it, Max. It's just, it's I can't just, wait to have my husband for backpacking. <laughs> It's been a wonderful experience just to go backpacking together again. Very cool. It was it was one of the best trips I had this summer, just for that reason. I sincerely Aww. mean that. Isn't that beautiful? That is, that beautiful. is beautiful. You should write a Between Dilo's poem and... and, and I discussed my grandfather. Poing. I discussed my love for I my know. wife. I, I'm just... I'm Italian. We're emotional people, you know? <laughs> so, did we cover trips? I think uh, so. Yeah. All right. Let's go to break. When we come back, Dilo's got another one of these dehydrated bears for us. I think I'm going to do the same. We'll see if it tastes different this time. Oh, right. you should try the other one. Well, I want to kind of see if fine. my, my okay. skills at, at, uh, have improved. at pumping the pats okay. Very good. back country are well, getting better. When we come back, we're going to do some uh, mailbag. We're going to do review Walk in the Woods. And Dilo's Ask a Hiker and a gear review, which we're actually kind of doing on the fly. That's right. Very good. When we get back. What's with all the gear, fear? Quit being sissies. The Trail Show. Trail show. Less gear, more beer. That's right, more beer. We have consumed I don't know how many beers that Bobby Walters, the Bobby Walters. We're sent gonna us. have a nice photo spread. That's right, here. that's yeah. right. And seven of the nine. Seven of the nine, which includes two bombers. And Delo is questionably preparing our second uh, hey, it dehydrated takes, it beer. It takes practice. I mean, this is, you know, Pat himself will tell you that you need to practice with his backcountry setup here. And hey. even more if you're part orangutan. And we're doing the Christmas ale right now. Yes. The ones that the folks in Ohio go ape, ape over. 
Yes. It's Dilo. What is it called? Sorry. Christmas in a cup. That's right. Anyway, all right. Let's go into our mailbag. Um, let's see. We got. Thank oh. you. A letter from Caleb. Greetings from the deserts of Afghanistan. Lo and behold, there is internet in Afghanistan. So now your show has been downloaded at least once in Afghanistan, too. Maggie, nice. Maggie, coming your way, buddy. I also celebrated my newfound connectivity by going to your cafe press site and getting a sweatshirt and a LS shirt. What's LS? Long sleeve. Oh, long sleeve. Okay, sorry. Hopefully that windfall supports Dilo's trail research tip trips with his family. <laughs> to the Florida Trail. That's right. Right, we're heading there next week. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate your shout-outs and great episodes. Two dozen episodes in, and it's still a great show. Except for when the audio's bad. Yeah, like the first half of this show. Exactly. It wasn't bad. It's like that 1940s radio feel. That's right. Yeah, we did it on purpose. We were going for an antique feeling. <laughs> Retro. In your November episode, P.O.D. said... I force my friends out that I say about Caleb that he forces his friends out here to listen to the show with him. Not so much force as bribe with cigars and a homemade fire pit. (laughs) They're definitely happy to be bribed, though, and we have laughed pretty hard at some of your shows. For the hikers in a war zone, do you know if anyone sells lightweight bacon fat tubs? (laughs) No. Uh, Maybe we should get into that, That's right. That's a new untapped market. We laughed pretty hard at that suggestion, especially the two-fingered credit card swipe up to the sandbox. Yeah, I mean, if we're unable to get like a, co- a large corporation to purchase the trail show, maybe we should go out on our own and sell bacon fat tubs. There's a growing market for trail show approved tubs of bacon fat, he writes. Yeah, seriously. In one I of your episodes, so. you talked about no one doing a Sobo to Nobo yo-yo of the AT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you were joking, but the Barefoot Sisters did that a few years ago and then wrote two books about the journey. Pretty good reads. Amazing. Anyway, thanks again for all the great episodes. Cheers, Caleb Two Wars. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. And thank you to all the uh, cigar folks listening. Yes, sir. So really quick, it just reminded me of South San Juan's trip. I gave a ride to two of the uh, oh, that one's better. Warrior Hikes. Exactly. No kidding. The Warrior Hikers on the CDT. Because they were saying Teresa Martinez, director of the CDTC. Oh, yeah. I was going to Wolf Creek Pass, gave them a ride. It was really great to do our part to help them out. They're just full of energy and they're... And Good. I think it's a great program. I just encourage you to look it up, Warrior Hikers. Give a donation if you can. Much like Earl Schaefer recovering from the trauma of the war, they're hiking the trails and recovering from the war that way. So just a little plug, right. for, just nice. a little plug for Warrior Hikers. Very cool. All right. Thanks again, Caleb, for listening, for downloading, for supporting, promoting, and bribing. And buying a sweatshirt. That's right. And sending us Pat's Backcountry. Okay, uh, also I just wanted to mention from Ivan Jung, he uh, posted a uh, he posted a link about sneaker tents, and he said it doesn't really have anything to do with hiking, but it would be great for beer festivals. Wait a minute, sneaker pimps, that was a, sneaker tents, a band. Sneaker tents. Yeah. Did you guys check out the sneaker yeah, tents? Yeah, so basically they're like Holy high Ridiculousness. High tops that have a, a tent that comes together and it's packed up in your shoe. And the, his suggestion basically is you go to what? you go to an outdoor beer festival. What happens? You get so drunk you can't drive anywhere. You pass out in the park. 
No problem. You just pull your tent out of your out of the high top of your sneakers. So the sneaker tent, the sneaker tent around the adult just looks ridiculous. It does look. Oh, it looks completely ridiculous. It's like so, a tent with no supports. It's like a bunch of nylon just flailing around. It's here. like it's like rolling yourself up in a parachute. Basically. So who the hell wears high tops? I mean, <laughs> hey, I don't know if you've noticed, but high tops are coming back in style. They are. Yeah, come anyway, on, Maggie. Yeah. Zeke Haverici's uh, parachute. Exactly. Pants. Everything comes back. Exactly. You know, you know. I don't know who wears high tops, but D'Lo did have something to say about tennis shoes. Nobody hikes in tennis shoes. That's right. Yeah, come on, Mags. Uh, We're passing around one of Pat's backcountry yeah, beverages. This one is better. You did a better well, job. The water's way colder. A. The water's a lot colder. Actually, there was much too much. Um, Concentrate well, in there at, at the first time. So pass when I started it. to put the top in, I spilled it all over Mags's rug. So we then had to dump some out, and then I think that maybe made it. It, it still tastes overly malty, though. Yeah, yeah. it does. To it me is too. a bit malty. Okay, yeah. Chris Hillier. Uh, he just gave us a shout out. Uh, somehow got his hands on some trail show stickers. He may be hiking with the guys oh, that I, I sent met. Him on. Some. Oh, did you? Okay, I thought he was one of the guys I met on the. Jackass Pass. Come on. Bernard Wolf sent me some really great questions. That, yes, I got to hear this. That are uh, surrounding female hikers. So I'm actually oh. going to save those for the Red Tent bonus show. And there's a great lineup schedule for the That's bonus That's right. Show. I think it's might going to happen in September, October. So right. look are, for that. Are we going to have Snorkel back on the show yes. for that? Yes. Sweet. You're not going to be on it. Though. No? No. No. We're going to be It's the just... Light. Red tenters. It's the red tent show. Wait, so like there's no men? No men allowed, Just Disco's going to work the board and stuff. That's it. But I'm not allowed yeah. to speak. That's right. It'll this be wonderful. It's going to be red tenters. Yeah. I think so, a Bernard, we are saving your questions for that. And uh, then John C. Uh, Human Tide. That's his tr- that is his Twitter handle. I know, but I want it to be his trail name because it's so good. Uh, have you heard about the Ice Age Trail? How much beer does it cost to request a trail feature? And do I contact at DLO? Uh, yes. So there's a quick follow-up to that. Today, as in maybe half an hour ago, the Ice Age Trail folks from their Twitter handle tweeted us back saying, can we bribe you to make us the trail of the month? Oh, and they mentioned what? a local brewery. <laughs> no, swear to God. No Sweet. word of a lie. No word, no of, word a of a lie. lie. So, so we so, are not above briberies. No, no. We so, encourage I, it. I mean, if Caleb can do it, we can do it too. Ice Age Trail folks, you want to you know, send us some good Wisconsin local breweries? Yep. Send it to us. And, and I'll tell you what. If, Seriously, I say trail, email beer at the trailshow.com. We'll get back we'll to you on, on how to make that all happen. As a side note, have you ever seen the logo for the Ice Age Trail? Isn't it so. a woolly mammoth? It's like a woolly mammoth that caused destruction. It is oh, the nice. coolest looking it's logo. It's a mastodon. It's a mastodon. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Know, anyway, hey. moving on. Do you guys know that death metal group called Mastodon? Yep. Donors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Donors. So we have our monthly donors, oh. Diane Pinkers, Tim Harrell, the Bobby Walters. Yep. The Bobby Walters. The Bobby, Bobby Walters. Walters. We're in the Bobby Walters studio. That's right. Who uh, also sent us nine different kinds of beer tonight. God bless you. 14 God bottles bless you, or something. Bobby. Your beer is wonderful. That's right. Elizabeth Gigante. Gigante. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's Italian, Beauty. Come on. It's close to Spanish. Get with it. Matt Murray, Bernard Wolf, Russ Kinder, and Craig Gully. All those people are donating every month now. 
You and guys we give rock. better things than tote bags. This ain't NPR. That's right. That's right. Do we? But we do have an announcement coming up. That's right. Oh my god. That gosh. might have something to do with NPR or not. We'll get to that in a minute. In a minute. Okay. And then we also have uh one offers. One offers. People who donated <laughs> once. Is that is that okay for us to say on air? It is, yeah. Okay, one offers. I try to be a one offer. Yeah. Steve Collins. Uh, Jessica Winters, who is Wildflower, <laughs> and she yeah. and Homework, somehow they donated together or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't really understand, but that's there's something going on uh, there. You know, it's all good. And, and, and the next guy is one of my favorites. Warren Hipster. The Hipster Warren Hipster. Hipster. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course. Our show sponsor. Justin Quality Knowles. Thank you. Quality. 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 Qual. You you blew us away with your kind and generous donation. I have to say, our listeners rock. They do. Of course they do. Who needs corporate sponsorship, (laughs) D-Lo, when your listeners rock as much as us? We have grassroots (laughs) support from the people given to us. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you need a do you need a Ludens? Yeah, I'm like, fine. I'm fine. Forced cool. himself to finish off that like malty. You, yeah. you know, the it's pad, like drinking Colt Forty Five. It's so malty. <laughs> Why is it so heavy? Would it be as malty if there was more water in it? I mean, I don't. That know. That was you know that last know. batch. I I mixed in. There was probably twenty ounces of water, and I tried to put the cap in, and I spilled water all over your rug, and I realized there was too much water in there, so I dumped it out. So it was actually. On the rug. Yeah, I dumped it on the rug. I was like, oh, sorry, Max. But uh, you, you know, know my wife I, is German. German's yeah. a little picky. That's all right. You clean. were scrubbing it. It's fine. Um, but I didn't realize, you know, so that's actually a little bit less concentrate in water because okay. I had to dump some of it out on your rug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just It just seems overly malty. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, Max, how have we gone 26 episodes without talking about a walk in the woods? You know, it's amazing. Especially, how about that segue? It it is, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because you read all the controversy over a while now, right? And Walk in the Woods controversy is kind of mild now. But at the time, it was the book. But there's a yeah. movie coming out finally with Robert Redford and November 2015, Nick, Nick, Nick Nolte. So, yeah. and I thought everyone's talking about. Walk in the wild. Um, sorry, wild coming. Walk out. in the wild. Come on, man. Don't, oh, don't mix great. up your don't mix up your movies and books, there, man. I know, I know. So I figured it's a good way to talk about this other that book. That book. Because book. Remember, remember the longest time you meet someone who heard you did any trail it could be the Colorado Trail, Appalachian yeah. Trail, Pacific Crest Trail. Hey, there's this book I read. Have you read that book? A walk in the woods, a walk yeah, in the they wild. Never, they never quite remembered the name. It was like a walk in the mountain. Uh, mountain, yeah. It's, it's like it, uh, yeah, a that, walk in the woods. You know, by that book, Bill Bryson. And it was that book for the longest time. And looking back on it, you know that book. Bill Bryson's a very gifted writer, very funny. Has this weird Midwest humor, where he's born meets this dry English humor, and that's all. Right. It's all the style. And it was very popular. And many people hiked the Appalachian Trail because of that book. That book. And it remains to be seen if the movie is going to have more people going the AT. But um, as far as that book goes, you know, people, a lot of, let's face it, there's a lot of anal through hikers out there. I'm sorry. Yeah, there there are. And you know, to me, it's what I call an airport book. It was very easy read, very funny in parts. Yeah. Don't take it too seriously. It was entertaining. 
beyond that, I couldn't say much. And there was some filler, especially as I realized he couldn't hike the whole trail exactly. anymore. Like it was very interesting. The whole Pennsylvania cold, cold, coal yeah. mine thing. That interesting, but that has nothing to do with the Appalachian yeah, Trail. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and I think you hit on the filler part. Like it, as good as that book was, and it became a New York Times bestseller. There was a lot of filler in there, and and honestly, I've read the book twice now. Yeah, and I really liked the stories about him and cats, and, and all, all the madness that was cats. going on. That's that, right. Yeah, yeah his, his hiking partner was named Cats. It oh. was also better than Cats. But but, uh, but Max, tell me, haven't you gone on to read much more Bill Bryson after reading A Walk in the Woods? Oh, I've read Bill Bryson before. Walk before, see, I, I really? read Walk in the Woods, and then I proceeded to read other Bill Bryson, which I he, found to be a lot more interesting. Yeah, he's what a, else does he write about? Australia, he, Australia. Um, I'm a stranger here myself. He spent he, a lot of time living in Australia, correct? In England, in England. Yeah. When he came back to the U.S., he wrote a really good book called "I'm a Stranger Here Myself." He, he's did he write a book? Did he write a book about? Uh, the Southern Confederates or something? Was that Bill No, that's, no. that's Horowitz. That's Horowitz. He okay, wrote a I'm book, a, a, a short history about everything. Yeah, which is great. I actually have the book in my collection back there. Uh-huh. Nice. Oh. I've heard it's good. I haven't read it. And um, he's just a really good writer. It's just really funny to hear the trail community. Um, quite frankly, people, some of you are rather full of yourselves. I mean, yeah. you, you walked a well-marked path of white blazes. Great. Wonderful. It's okay to poke fun at it. Sure. It's light humor. And, and you know, he hiked a third of the trail, and he tells you point blank, I hiked 700 never, miles of the trail. It's called... He the never f- claimed to be a through hiker. Hey, guys, I, I got to interrupt. Okay, please. Um, I just had a sip of this Christmas ale. Wow. It is good. Yeah, man. Wow. Christmas I like the cup. Christmas ale. I just drank all the last of it. That's Doesn't it I, taste like a big cookie? It does. It does. A it's big delicious. Christmas You know what cookie? they say in Ohio, man? People what? go ape over that beer. I don't blame them. Christmas ale. But bringing it back to the book review. Vacuum tubes. <laughs> More drinking. Um, bringing it yeah, back to it, Mags. It's called, you know, he came from England after many years, wanted to rediscover America. A walk in the woods, a rediscovery yeah. of America. And he hiked a third of the trail, and he never said anything different. It's a lighthearted, funny account. Some filler, which... He had a contract to fill, is my opinion. Is that the history yeah. section in the book? It is. Well, it's it's oh, inter- God. I find it interesting, but yeah, of course you do. Of course, I'm, yeah, I'm a geek, but it has nothing to do with the Appalachian Trail, right? And so everyone here, in, everyone in this room's read it, except for Pod. Pod, why? Uh, Just why? I well, first I hadn't heard about it until I was you on the AT. Heard about until it? I was on the AT, and then everyone kept asking me, "Have you read that book?" Yeah, and then I just... The book came out in 98. You hiked the trail in 02. You're telling me four years went by and you never heard of I this book? I was living in Mexico for part of those years. Come on. It wasn't on. that popular in There's South There's a Spanish-translated version. Yeah, but it wasn't popular. Forget about and it. And then I just... I don't know. I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. There were other books I was into at that time, so I've I never I've never been it. so disappointed in my Have life. Have you read Wild? <clears throat> I, there we go. I got like a couple of pages left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dila, where are you on Wild? You I'm, and Kevin, I'm at, I'm at you like and Kevin Best are in a book like club. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a long distance book club, me and Kevin Best. And yeah, I feel like I'm on page like 280 of 300. Uh, oh, so you've got like another year. <laughs> Man, we're, we're really getting sidetracked. <laughs> okay, yeah. I read a page a night. I read a page a night. But Moving on. It, they've already filmed some parts of the movie. There's yeah. been some. I watched the trailer. Oh my God. 
I was just touched. <laughs> for Walk in the Woods? <laughs> no, uh, Wild. Which no, we're talking about Walk in the Woods. I know, but I watched you're, the you're Wild You're mixing them up, dude. I was you're just mixing so them up. touched by that. I was you like, know what we're going to oh do? God, it's coming out um, Reese. Oh September. My God. December, we'll isn't it? No, September. The oh. Denver premiere September 19th. What? So, yeah. No, I, th- I think we're, what we're going to do is we're going to take our audio equipment to the movie theater <laughs> and we're going to record commentary live while we watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just realize we're like combining. We're talking about Walk in the Woods and we're talking about the oh, wild man. So <laughs> We're going to go to both and talk through both. Yeah. There we go. We'll be those rude people. We'll have That's our right. cell phones. We'll tweet. Maybe we'll just time it so that we could walk. From one theater to the oh, other. Oh. Yeah. A through view. So, yeah. It's a through view. Gut, through gut view. reaction, Walk in the Woods. What do you think of D-Lo? What do I think of the Walk in the Woods? When I read it, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I thought it was a great book. It was very funny. P.O.D.? Haven't, haven't read it. All right. Easy. <laughs> I bought it for my dad for Father's Day in 98 so that I could read it first and then gift it to him as a present. <laughs> no, this way, that's like a normal Rockwell moment. <laughs> <laughs> Again, lighthearted, funny. Not t- I don't know why people Good take- read. Bill Bryson's a great author. Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. You're not going to not want to read it. It's great. Funny. Okay, you guys have said the same thing about five times. Can it's we- a good read. It's a good read. It's lighthearted. How many How many more times can we say it? I don't know. Say I guess, yeah, it's a good read. It's lighthearted. <laughs> Mags, over to you. <laughs> you know what, D-Lo? It's a good read. And it's lighthearted. It's a nice airport oh, book. Mags, <laughs> I feel like it's a good read. And it's very lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> In summary. All right, guys. All right. Okay. Enough of the nonsense. I know we do a lot of that here. All right. There's trails of nonsense. We have a big announcement. Oh, this is the coolest announcement ever for the trail show. I thought we were going to wait until after month three. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Dude, he already started the timpani. We got the orchestra. Wait a the I'm going to need to hit the timpani again. Okay. It's worth it twice. <laughs> That's how cool it is. So we have a very big announcement here at the trail show and the bigot (laughs) the bigots okay (laughs) everyone here has heard of national public radio what I'm here to tell you is the trail show will be doing a live taping at Avery Brewing Company in August of 2014 woo how what does that have to do with National Public Radio? What about Absolutely the date? nothing. What so. about the date and the time for our listeners who might like to join us? Okay, Max, let's give some deets. So this is a um, co- cooperative thing because... <laughs> collaborative? <laughs> collaborative, cooperative. The CDTC is doing an event there as well. That oh, night? Oh, I didn't know that. August 27th. Oh. Now, wait a minute. Are we being... Wait a minute. I thought it was yeah, just I, us, I man. Just I didn't us, know. Man. I didn't know there was a CDT was involved. Are, are we sharing? We're sharing a bit. What? What's they're coming on? before us. They're the. They're the oh, opening man. act. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right Max, the, just come clean. Just tell us Max, what's going on. Uh, apparently, we don't even know what's Nobody going on. Nobody knows, no. dude. Nobody no. knows. Max, tell us. You, you, I sent you the whole email string, which you didn't read it. I didn't get the whole email string. I was yes, not included. You get all the email strings, and you don't read any uh, of them. No, I read them all. Thank you very much, Miss Princess of Dad. Regardless. Yeah, you don't. I do, too. I read them all. <laughs> CDTC is doing kind of an event there that night. What kind of? What at, do you mean by kind of? At well, Avery. Like, like a happy hour type okay. of event. Oh, okay. okay. And we're coming on our usual time um, to be determined. I guess 6.30 or 7 as we get closer. We'll, okay. You know, we'll post on our Facebook page. Okay. And we're actually doing a live podcast at Avery Brewery. On August 27th, we want everybody to turn out 
it, we want throngs, we want hordes, we want masses of people. Strippers. We want you to fill this brewery to the gills. And we have to thank... Um, to the gills. Check, that's his trail name for coordinating all this. Check. Yeah, why Check. Did, who is Check and why did he coordinate this for us? Check. He likes our show. He has contacts nice. with Avery Brewery. Hmm. Check as in the Czech Republic. <laughs> oh, Check. Thanks, Check. Thanks, Check. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Okay, Check. cool. Yeah. Very so cool. So he's one of our listeners. Um, he's CDT hiker from last Psh. year. Pshaw. Pshaw. So I think it'll be, that's just one. Avery is, next, Avery and Oscar Blues and New Belgium are probably the three yeah. biggest breweries. So to be able to. And Coors. And so what we can tell you. we will count Coors. We are going to change the format of our of the yes. show Here's a little the bit. Here's the NPR connection. Quite a bit. To incorporate the audience as much as possible. So we need as many of you within earshot of Boulder, Colorado to turn out. Heck, fly in, man. Denver's got a nice That's airport. Right. Fly in. It doesn't matter where <laughs> Legal you are. Legal weed. Fly, yeah, you can have all kind of vacation time here. Fly in. Do your, do your thing. Come out to Avery Brewing Company on August 27th. It's going to benefit CDTC. It's going to be a big trail show night. It's our first live show ever. And D'Lo's going to be wearing a dress. D'Lo's going to have a dress on. And I bought a t-shirt for the occasion. No comment. What? I did. A t-shirt? There was one for sale. It has a bear on it with a bear underneath with a question mark. It says bear and bear. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So you'll see me. Uh, oh, dear. Okay. And it has antlers, so it is oh, dear, too. Well, <clears throat> that's the big announcement. And with that, it's time for Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Okay, this month we have three questions that I would like to read. The first one is from Tom Buckley. And he asks from Facebook, Hey, Trail Show. We're driving across New Mexico, taking a bunch of Boy Scouts to Philmont. And I'm just wondering if, D-Lo, D- you could read this in a really slow voice to drive P.O.D. mad. Yeah. It, it sounds like a sex tape or something. Hey, okay, all right, all yeah, right, okay, on, okay all right, all right, all right, all right, whatever. I've got you with me on my iPod for the ride. And by you, I mean you, D-Lo. Thanks for such a great program. <laughs> all of our preparation for this adventure has gotten my 14-year-old and I thinking about some distance hiking. Do any of you know anything about New York's Northville Placid Trail? As New Yorkers, we thought the NPT might be a good starting point. Okay, so um, Tom Buckley, I got to come clean with you. I am a New Yorker too, and I know nothing about the Northville Placid Trail. Yeah, I know nothing. Dilo, what are you talking about? Um, I think it'd be a great starting point. I think you'd want to hike it in August when the mosquitoes start to die down a little bit. I think it would be amazingly beautiful. I think you do a lot of swimming because it's just lakes everywhere up there nice um but as a new yorker i think the the kind of uh, off the beaten path long distance trail in new york that appealed to me was the long path which goes to the catskills um it actually starts at the george washington bridge on the outskirts of new york city hmm. heads, heads up through new jersey and then enters new york and meanders to the catskills that is the long distance you know off the beaten path new york trail that appealed to me a little bit but that's only because I really like the cat skills. Um, so I don't think anybody else here knows anything about the Northville Placid Trail. Mags? I grew up in Rhode Island. I used to go to New Hampshire, Vermont, occasionally Maine. Yeah. I know nothing about New York hiking. Sorry. So I think it would be beautiful. I think you'd want to go in August so that you're, you definitely do not want to be there in June when the black flies are out. No. And just be prepared to do a lot of swimming. 
because it's just beautiful lakes up there. There's that new um, Adirondack route that's, what, 200 miles or so? We talked about briefly one time. Did we? Yeah. It's news to me. Oh. <laughs> Dilo was asleep during that second. <laughs> Could have been. I actually have fallen asleep on the trail shirt here. The next question is from Richard Ebor, and he asks by email, Dear Trail Show folks, I love your podcast. In July of this year, I was backpacking and following the Idaho Centennial Trail in the Sawtooths of Idaho. I came across a wide field of snow that obliterated the trail under several feet of drifts. I turned around to find an alternate route over this particular ridge. Just what skills and equipment might I have needed to have successfully stayed on my intended trail? Richard. P.S. Have you ever featured the ICT? If not, Leo Hennessy, the trail coordinator, or Steve Stubner, who wrote the book, might be guests you could consider having on. Which trail? The ICT, the Idaho Centennial Trail. Oh, it's definitely on our radar. Oh, yeah. Is it? Cool. 300 miles without a road crossing. (gasps) Wow. It's big time, man. Do you have to carry food for that 300-mile stretch? There is a small airport. You can apparently do an airdrop, essentially. Wow. That's awesome. That is hardcore. Talk about, like, what's the most expensive, like, you know, (laughs) 300-mile trail you could hike? Probably the ICT. No, no, no. That's one portion of it. Yeah, Yeah. it's about, what, 800? We'll we'll figure it out. That's on our radar. It's going to be Trail of the Month somewhere. I will say, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. No, no, you you finish what you're saying, I will say Brian Frankel, formerly of ULA Gear, did it. Um, I forget what year, but a while ago. Look it up. You can... Grizzly bears, man. Be prepared for grizzly bears. Okay, so back to Richard's initial question. What skills and or equipment might have needed to successfully stay on my intended trail? But that was obliterated by snowdrifts. Well, it depends on... How obliterated it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it were steep, then he would need an An ice axe. Or maybe he just needed... If it's not steep, he just needs to know how to, like, you know, read the map and see where the trail goes. But, you know, yep. I'll say he had the skills. He yeah. looked at this. It said this is a little too gnarly. Looked and at his map and made an alternate route. I yeah. think. I almost, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Max. I think, I think that well. is the skills right there. It's like, hmm, the next 400 feet of my trail are steep as and covered in snow. I think I'll hike up the hill and go, go above it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's what, I remember a couple of years ago with Devil's Thumb Loop, you and I, there was mm-hmm. this big, it was a heavy snow air. There was this big, kind of gnarly looking Snowfield, oh, yeah. a huge steep yeah. drop, and we looked at a map. We went above and around. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we crossed a couple of the lingering snowfields this year. Those know? were pretty. No, no, they were minimal, but still, you could see how like three weeks ago when that was all snow. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, go no. through that. Yeah, so, so that 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 right there is the skill. Nice Read a map work. And, if I, I think you did, a, you did a great job. I yep. can't say anything different. All right. Question number three comes from Steve Collins, who asks by email. If any of you want to shoot me a note on a five to seven day hike in Colorado or on the PCT that you liked, I would be appreciative. Trying to get a trip in this fall. Goal, no people, which I like, and a loop loop if possible. Coming from Chicago, and I usually need a day or so to acclimate to elevation. We've got mags on this right now looking into some ideas. And by the way... We don't normally give out trail advice, except Steve Collins is a donor, so... Boom. Wait, we don't yes. normally give out trail advice? Well, Come like on, that we, specific... We give out all kinds of yeah, we, bad it's, advice. Somebody asked us about, like, loops in Rocky Mountain. We're like, ah, go here, go there. Yes, yeah. Max. So, you know, I wrote him. I just, I'll CC. He wrote me back directly. It turns out he's going late September, early October. Oh. So what I suggested is, you know, Colorado's great. 
But go to northern New Mexico. That's over ah, there. Yeah. yeah. And I suggested the Pecos Wilderness. Ooh. Okay. Yes, yeah, very nice. Because it's 13,000 foot peaks. You can do great loops. There's alpine lakes. Northern New Mexico, that time of year is beautiful. It is you know, so nice. It's you, you know what else is really beautiful that time of year? What's that? The Pinhoti Trail. <laughs> <laughs> the Florida you know, Trail is quite beautiful that time But I think of year. he's coming west. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't know. I, like, I would say like, northern New Mexico why? in general with the Pecos is yeah. just beautiful. It's off the radar because it's not a long trail. Yeah, because you basically don't want to be setting yourself up for like a five to seven day backpacking trip in Colorado in October. No. Mm. Yeah. And I in think the high the, country? Yeah. No. What's nice about the Pecos, after you're done, you go to Taos, get some delicious Mexican food. Boom. And you can yeah. get a little history, a little art, a little culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Taos is better than Santa Fe, personally. Yeah, I would agree. Well, yeah, hands down. So I would suggest the Pecos that time of year. Nice. Very good, Dilo. And thank you, Steve Collins, for the donation. Steve, if you if you have your heart set on coming to Colorado, you could probably do stuff on the Western Slope, kind of high desert country. You could probably get away with something in the Lost Creek Wilderness. Maybe, maybe potentially, or, or southern, something, or something southern in extreme or, southern Colorado. Or yeah. go to Utah if you're or willing. Go to Utah, yeah, Utah, yeah. beautiful. Nice. That's but there. but the high the the Rocky Mountains, you know, things above ten thousand feet yeah. that time of year, it's going to be it's really cold, and there's a chance of extremely heavy snow. You never know; you might luck out. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably not something you want to spend four hundred dollars on. Yeah, spend four hundred dollars on a plane ticket to fly across the country to do. You, you don't want to go to the San Juan's in October. Yeah. I guess is what we're trying it's, to say. It's too dicey. It's too mu- you're really flipping the coin, and that coin could be no. Well, it, it, it's it's Cursed. it's not it's not that you're flipping the coin. I think it's more like you're like it's it's very hard for you to get out here. It costs a lot of money, and it's like takes a lot of time, and then it just snows two feet of snowfall. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you just live here and you're like, I don't have a job, I can just do whatever. Eh, it hasn't snowed yet. Doesn't look like it's going to snow. I'm going right because you know I mean? so. Some years, uh, as we found in 2006, snow can happen mid-September and stay. Yeah. Or at the year later on the CDT, snow didn't come to like early November. Yeah, let's not get started on that. All right, let's move on. Yeah. That's all I got for trail tips of the month. All right. <laughs> Tra- trail tips. <laughs> Ask a hiker. Trail tips. Did we it's do trail tips? Did we do trail yes. tips? Yeah, man. We did, did we? that earlier. Can we yeah. just get that music one more time? Come on. You, you want to hear a little bit of the... Yeah, uh, I just want to hear that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Last but not least, and actually, I think we've already covered it. Yeah, our, our, our gear, gear review let, that is a beer review. Let's do an overall review. Okay. okay. D-Lo. Um, I like the concept. I think it was a little malt heavy. Um, I think with practice, you could probably get Pat's Backcountry beer to be to your liking. We only mixed up two 16-ounce yeah. batches tonight. We've got, uh, man, like 14 more to go. And we didn't even try the Black Hops. (laughs) No, we didn't try the Black Hops because I kind of wanted to stick with the same thing just to see how the flavor evolved with a little bit of practice. So um, I think on trail show episodes from here on till probably about December, we'll be sampling Pat's backcountry beer. (laughs) Every time. And just seeing if we can get it to be a little bit better. Next show, we try the Black Hops for sure. Okay. I like that idea. P.O.D., what'd you think? Gross. Come on. Right. The carbonate, I was really impressed with the carbonation factor. Like, it's there. And I was expecting something flat, something like a brown liquid that sort of tasted like flat beer. No. It's, it's definitely carbonated. It definitely tastes like beer. It was a little malt heavy, but, you know, maybe we need to dial in our, 
our uh, preparation was, a little better. I was going to say, let's give it a little more yeah, practice. Do it again next I, month. I think it's context, too. You know, we're here in the Eastern Bear District of Boulder. That's right. The you bear know what we should do? Hey, I have an idea. Right. We should take it on our hike that we do all together. Ooh. And drink it in the back country. That's yeah, what I was with really say. cold water. Yes, it's I, in context. If I was like on top of a mountain pass, in Colorado, Wyoming, yeah, Mexico, where have you, and I had this cold beverage that's malty and full, you know, delicious, sitting in my campsite, look at the sunset. I'd probably like it. No word of a lie. No word of a lie. So I, I think context has a lot to do with it. I concur. Pat's backcountry beverages. Check them out online. ABC one two three. All ABC, right. One two three. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Thanks for bearing with our audio difficulties on the front end of the show. We should have those ironed out from now into the future. Thanks to all our monthly PayPal donors. You folks rocks. And thanks to the Bobby Walters for all the great beers the, you sent in today. The, the Bobby Walters. We're still drinking it. What did you just crack, uh, Dilo? I cracked the uh, some sort of porter. Contraption. The silky. The silky. Did you crack the silky? What do you got? Over there? I packed the. I, I, cra- I cracked and packed the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, Great Lakes Is porter. It porter. Yep. Handcrafted hey, porter. Yeah. I gotta say, all the beer selections were just Incredible. delicious. They nice work, delicious. Bobby Walters. Dude, this is a world champion gold medal. Oh God, winner. keep going. He's, he's, we've lost him. Yeah. We've lost him. So keep those iTunes reviews coming in. And also hit us up on Stitcher. If you check out the Stitcher, you can always find us at thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, cafepress.com slash thetrailshow, on Stitcher Radio, and of course on iTunes. You can find us individually on on Twitter at LAWTOG for me. Mags, you can find at PMagsCo. D-Lo is at D-L-O-W. P-O-D is at Felicia Darkness. We'll be back in August for our live show on the 27th at Avery Brewing Company in Boulder. Oh, hey, Disco, I just want to mention that my Twitter handle is for sale for $20,000. Okay. You can contact Legal at the yeah. Trail Show if you're interested I've in I've had it. a lot of inquiries. People like that that Twitter handle, so I just want Very to let, good. let everybody know who's listening tonight that there is a price, a for price that. point. Good. The price point has been set. Very good. We'll put it on Craigslist. All right. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Mags and Dilo, I'm Disco. Ciao. Good night, everybody. Good night. Quality. We'll see you soon. Audio quality. Thanks for listening. Boulder's Eastern Bear District. POD, I'd like to talk really slow to you. (laughs) Whoa, man. I'm going to hold you hostage in my red tent. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shout. God bless you. Did we? Yeah. It's news to me.